It's in the news today, but it was actually on TV Reload, the podcast, last week. Welcome back, TV Reload listeners. My name is Benjamin Norris, and this is your podcast to get all the inside goss on the popular TV shows you may be watching from around the world. Undeniably, our TV sets are a major part of our home entertainment, and yet very little is known about how our favourite shows get made. So each episode, I've been finding guests that want to dive just that little bit deeper into the shows they are currently making so that you can hear all their exclusive stories and gain access to the biggest names in Australian television. I want to thank you for downloading or subscribing to the podcast however you found it. I love hearing your feedback, so make sure you leave a review or a comment on your chosen podcast platform. On today's podcast, I'm lucky enough to be chatting with Farmer David from Channel 7's current series of Farmer Wants a Wife. Thousands of eligible single ladies had applied to meet these farmers, and each episode we have watched some special women compete for the affection of David, with plenty of opportunity for heartbreak and drama unfolding each week. Farmer David was a single apple farmer from Queensland. He was sick of being single and alone and thought this series would be an interesting adventure, promising to be a caring and supportive potential love interest to the girls applying for the show. We know that all the farmers do find love, so it's just a matter of working out who he's going to pick, with Lorelei, Alyssa and Emily still in the mix for Farmer David. Coming up, I will find out if the producers were worried that there was already a famous Farmer Dave in Australia and if there was a conversation to change his name. Farmer David will also explain how much the producers actually interact with the dates being chosen and if they ask him to be more affectionate than he normally would be. I will ask Farmer David about the future friendships with the girls he has made this season and if his new partner will stay in touch with these eliminated contestants. Plus, we will get plenty of exclusives from behind the scenes of Farmer Wants a Wife 2023, which continues this week on Channel 7, and you can catch up on 7 Plus if you have fallen a little bit behind. Anyway, let's bring Farmer David into the podcast, and I hope you enjoy this revealing episode of TV Reload. Hey, Farmer David, how are you, buddy? I'm going well, thanks. (laughs) Are you now the most famous person in Stanthorpe? I think... um... There's a lot of hype right at the minute. It's taking a bit longer to get a nice coffee at lunchtime, that's for sure. But uh, it's all positive hype. So, yeah, enjoying the ride at the moment. When you decided to do the show and you spoke to the powers that be, did they talk to you about whether or not there'd be any confusion between the already established Farmer Dave and you being Farmer David? No, I think, well, as you say, I think we've uh, grown up knowing a Farmer Dave out there. It was never a discussion that was had with production, but... I think so far he's uh, still kept his own identity and the new Farmer David slowly emerging along our screen. Can you tell me how this all came about? Was this you wanting to do the show? Did someone dob you in? Did they find you somehow? Like, how did this whole show come about for you? Yeah, well, coincidentally, it was pretty much exactly this time last year. One of my good friends sent me a video about the show, albeit it was a comedy video, but that coupled with a few beers and... Uh, the application went in, and next thing you knew, I was sort of in the process of potentially being on the next season. Definitely the whole process was quite exciting once you got into it, and you could see that, you know, the way it is set up could uh, reap good benefits. What has been the most confronting thing about watching this show back? Because, you know, you can watch this show and you can watch other people on it, but for you, watching yourself, like, what's been so confronting watching it back? Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I guess, you know, I didn't like listening to my own voice on a voicemail prior to it coming out. So 
there is a challenge in um, seeing yourself and you obviously are very critical on, on yourself when you watch things back. But I think generally we're still smiling and laughing watching it. There is a lot of times when you bury your head in the in the pillow and um, you don't normally watch yourself in intimate moments. Have you seen yourself differently? Because I guess reality TV is quite unusual and it's an unusual opportunity to see yourself the way that other people see you. Has there been, uh, oh, is this who I am? Yeah, it's a tricky one in a sense because, yes, you're right, you never sort of do watch yourself back and you always sort of make up in your mind about how things went in your eyes and it is interesting seeing it from a different light. But I think, you know, generally I felt like I was myself throughout the show and although it is strange watching that, I think a lot of the, the moments have sort of reflected how I thought they would. So there's been no big surprises. You're not watching it going, oh, this is a little bit different to how how it seemed like it happened at the time. Yeah, I mean, you pick up on little things. Obviously, um, I wasn't fully aware that I kissed with my eyes open before the show, but that's a new one to add to the list. (laughs) (laughs) I love you on the show because you have the most super intense eyes at times. And I I wanted to ask you that today. I was like, who did you inherit your eyes from? Is that from your mum or your dad? Because there's a certain intensity that you have, you know, at moments of the show. Yeah, I couldn't tell you where they've come from, but I do acknowledge that there is uh, what I thought might have been moments when I'm just listening to someone talk. It does look like I'm looking quite intense sometimes, but I can't tell you the origins of the, of the eyes. It seems like such a strange question to ask someone. So why do you look at people so intensely? I mean, we don't necessarily know that we're doing these things until, you know, you obviously see yourself on camera or you see yourself in the mirror. Yeah, I guess it is interesting. I don't think, you know, on reflection, I would change the way I go about things, but it's definitely interesting. Um, picking up on little things in moments where you, you would never really have ever realised, but seeing them all come back, you go, oh, is that what I do in that situation? You know, with all of the girls, you know, you've got Alyssa and you've got Emily and Lauralee, actually all the girls right from the start, do they make sure that there are actual even amounts of dates that happen? Because we watch it on the show and it's kind of like, who gets to get the 24-hour date or who gets to go to the farm? Are you really deciding all of that or is that sort of measured to make sure everyone gets an even amount of experience? Um, yeah, no, all the date decisions come from, from us. Obviously, it's always a challenge. You want to... You know, make sure you get to know all the girls, try and understand, you know, where the future can go. So you obviously try and share out the time and the dates in the initial instance as much as possible. But there comes a certain point where, you know, you really need to start pursuing the way you're feeling. And sometimes that means that not everyone gets as much time as the others. I often think the magic of this show is these farmers will pick someone. You're like, he's not interested in her. Like, he's just bringing her along because he's got to sort of even it out in some way. Obviously, one, it is challenging to make sure you're being true to yourself and being fair to the girls. But on the other side of it, it really was in our control. And it meant that if we were feeling something, then we could act on it and we could work out if that can work for the future. And it didn't, it wasn't a case of, okay, you've had time with her now. That's it. You got to go and talk to someone else. So it was really about trying to get to that end goal that we all went in there to is to find a a partner at the end of it. I'm a bit of a people pleaser. You know, I feel like if I was on a dating show and I was sending someone home, I know I would want them to go home. Like I know it's the right decision, but I also would feel guilty. Like I'd feel like I'd want to go over to them and have one last little chat and be like, you know, try and make amends. I don't want, I don't want anyone to feel ill of me. How did you cope with being able to send some of these girls home when at times it could be a little awkward? 
Yeah, definitely. I, I think you, you sort of hit the nail on the head at the start. You know there's reasoning behind what you're doing, but it's never a nice feeling to offer someone that rejection, I guess. So, yeah, exactly like you say. Obviously, you try and explain yourself as best you can on why you're making the decision. I wouldn't even want to look back at them like once they'd been eliminated because I'd always think that they were going to flip the bird at me or, you know, scream at me or something and be like, you've wasted my time. Did you even look at them as they were leaving in the earlier sort of eliminations? It was never a sort of hide behind the, the shrubs once you've <laughs> delivered the verdict. There is plenty of hay bales around, but lucky I didn't have to hide behind any. Well, you know, I noticed that, you know, you'd hold the girls' hands while you're talking to them. Are there suggestions from the producers to be more touchy-feely? So for we as an audience, we might believe that you're further down the line with your feelings with some of these girls. I mean, I just wondered, is that a natural way that you would be with girls if you're on a date? It is an element of that. As for the dates down the track, I think that just naturally happens. You are just doing that because like in Sunday night's episode, you are, you know, holding hands and looking quite lovingly. And I'm like, it's just, is this the girl that he wants though? Or is he doing this to everyone? Like, is everyone getting their hand held? I wondered when the girls are yeah. watching the show back, if they're reading into those sorts of body language. Yeah, I think it's so easy to look back at things like this and overanalyze. I can happily say that in the moments on those dates, they're really good dates. And that's, that's what made it so challenging in so many ways. I think at one point you said, oh, it can be confusing. And I think you have every right to feel confused through this process and trying to work out where your head is at. Has there been enough time for you to really make the right choice? You know, do you feel like you've been able to have enough time with these girls to, to feel like you know what you're doing? I think there was enough time. And, and for the simple fact that everyone has left their jobs and we're all in the house together and we all live together and we went through this process together. So I think at the start, I was probably in the mindset of looking at reasons why maybe a relationship wouldn't work. And then I found myself in a position at the end where I was really, you know, had all these positives in front of me and I was just working out what I thought was best for how I was feeling and, and what I, I thought would work long term. So pretty amazing process in the fact that you do spend so much time together and you've got so many different challenges and so many different periods of time that you're in where you would never be in unless you're in the situation. So it does give you a lot of different lights to get to know the girls and see if a relationship would work. I think for me, I'd have like imposter syndrome. Like even though I know that I've signed up to it, even though I know that I've wanted it, by the time there'd be suitors there, I'd be second, I'd be like, do these people really want me? I mean... Well, there's definitely a period at the start where you think, well, you know, it's heavily focused on who I feel connections with. And there's definitely a period in that first week or two you think, hang on, got to go both ways as well. As you get to go through the process and as you start to make those stronger connections, you start to realise that, you know, relationships are forming. And obviously the challenge is that can happen with, you know, more than one girl in the, as you're going through the process and that's where the big decisions come. Did you ever at one point think, hang on a sec, I've sent the wrong girl home. Can you, know, can you send this one home that I've still got here and replace it with one that I might have sent home carelessly before? <laughs> I never had that uh, scenario, but... Definitely, as you go down the line, it becomes more and more challenging. Everyone's a lot more invested in it and invested for the right reasons because things are becoming very real. Absolutely. I mean, this is a season where everyone, all the farmers have found love and they've promoted it this way. Like, what do you think is the reason for the success of this season where everyone has found love? I don't know what the success is due to. For me, it was due to, to the girls, really, like the, the girls that came to the my farm were all there for the right reasons as far as I'm aware and 
they were so respectful of the process and it just made this really positive environment that we could actually, you know, work towards something for the future. You know, on the backside of that, all the guys, all the farmers were genuinely there to find a partner. There's this, this element of genuine sort of reasoning behind everyone's part in the show and I think that's really helped the, the final outcome. I'm curious to know whether or not you've had other other blokes messaging you, say, on Instagram or getting in contact with you and asking you about this show because it's a very authentic show and I feel like after this season it's come off so well that there must be a lot of blokes out there in regional areas wanting to try the series. Are you getting a lot of people asking you about it who are curious because they want to do the show as well? Um, I mean, at this point, I'm laying very low on the social media account. Okay. But, um, You're not actually running it. You've got your mum running it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but generally, I think there's a lot of interest. I know in my hometown, there's a lot of interest around the show, and that's coming from all ages and all demographics. And I think for sure there'll, there'll be those conversations coming up after it's finished airing. Well, there's nearly twice as many people watching this show than I'm a celebrity get me out of here. So you're technically more famous than all of those celebrities on that show. Not sure that that algorithm holds up, but I'll take it. Well, hey, look, I mean, you've brought the ratings. Maybe these celebrity shows are going to come after you and be like, hey, would you would you do I'm a celebrity get me out of here or would you do SAS? I mean, has this experience on reality TV led you to thinking that, well, maybe this is quite lucrative. I'm I'm good at this. <laughs> I'm uh I went on to this show for a very particular reason that was to find a partner. I'll never say never, but this stage, yeah, I'm flat back into the uh apple picking and packing at the moment. It seems much more appealing to be on a show where they bring you really hot chicks rather than, you know, like disgusting food to eat or like a really trepidatious experience in the, the desert. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you've got the good end of the stick. It'd be hard to go the other way. Yeah, I think it was a pretty, uh, pretty positive entry into the TV. World. I think I might have to quit well on my head. There's a lot of talk about these bonds that the girls have had this season with each other. That's outside of the relationship they've been having with the farmer. So, you know, could it be possible to continue a friendship with all of these girls? I mean, the girl that you've picked, she might already have an established relationship. Is she going to be allowed to go and, and hang out with them? Because that, to me, doesn't seem like something that would really happen in the real world, that all of your, these girls that you've dated would get together and stay friends. How's that all going to work out? Yeah, look, I think, you know, there's no doubt that the girls form very strong friendships. They're all, you know, living together for such a long period of time. I think, obviously, there's an element of processing what everyone's been through and you know, there's no issue with that ever happening. I think it's it's a challenging thing to sort of unfold in reality, though. I think, you know, there's a lot of emotion attached to the whole filming process as well. So I think the girls have all been very supportive of each other as the show's coming out. We'll see how all that unfolds. Are they going to be friends? Um, like, are you going to foresee these girls, some of these girls that you've dated on the show, like, if that they still try to maintain a relationship with your new lady friend? Are they allowed to? I mean, that's what I, that's what I want to know, like, that yeah, well, for me, it's no issue if they if they remain in contact, that's for sure. Um, and I think, you know, there's every chance. Um, it's a pretty big event in our lives and, and they all went through it together. So I think there's every chance that, you know, the girls will keep in touch, whether it's just a few messages here and there or catching up. I don't know how that would unfold, but I think they, they did, you know, form very strong friendships throughout the thing. So. That's the awkward turtle that's crawled into the room. I reckon I'd say, yeah, for sure. You can bring her. She can come and stay the night. 
but then I'd like make sure that she didn't have a good time. So she never came back. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, what have you tried to cover up? You mentioned before about, you know, people in Stanthorpe knowing what's going on. And I'm sure they've been asking questions because you two are now together. You know, how have you tried to cover up this experience and who you've picked considering that this all happened in November last year? Yeah, look, it's never easy. And we obviously just laid very low over that period. But yeah, you hope, you know, people sort of understand the, the situation in the show and, and if they are aware, they're not going big on it. But yeah, just very much laying low. And we sort of know it was that we always knew it was part of what we've been through. So I am counting down until the, the final episode, though. We can start moving freely again. She's been living in a bunker. <laughs> She's like finally allowed to come out. She'll be like have really pale skin. She'll need to go and get her hair done. She's been uh she's been stuck at home. Yeah, yeah. There's been there's been a few few ways to get out and about, but um definitely we're sort of avoiding going out together at the moment. And and that that time's all coming to a close soon. So we have that to look forward to. Well, we've just found out that the finale is now going to be happening over a two parter. Do you know whether or not you're in part one or part two? Uh, I'm unaware at this stage that we sort of get information around the same time as you guys, I think. So as we, you know, don't really know what's happening on an episode until it comes out. So I think those surprises are going to stay for me. And yeah, we'll see what happens. But I know it's all coming around the corner pretty soon. Well, I only just found out that it's now, you know, it was supposed to be like a two-putter over two nights and now it's going to be over two weeks. I guess for you, (laughs) you'll be put out of your misery if you're in part one. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we can only hope. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Everyone who joins the podcast gets asked this question. What's something from behind the scenes? Something that you know we're not going to see on the show? Kind of a bit of the like, you know, what it's like to really make Farmer once a wife. Behind the scenes, I think one of my most positive memories and one of the things that, you know, I think everyone holds on to is just that time in the house and things like the the dinners and the, the playing cards at night and all those sorts of things. Just when it's, you know... A little bit of pressure off from the filming and um, just enjoying, you know, being in the scenario, I guess. But that sort of stuff, obviously, we never make the cut, but it was a, you know, a big part of the show, I think. Palmer David, can I just say, this has just been so fun for me to chat. You're probably thinking, who that weirdo asking me all these really personal questions, but... I feel like I'm in the mindset of all of these people watching this show and thinking about all the stuff that, you know, we as an audience would love to know. So I just want to say thank you for your generosity and taking the time to, to talk to me today about all this. No, it's been great. Thanks for the call.